Alright guys, welcome back to RTW's Wild History Ride. I'm Thomas. I'm Will. And I'm Rhonda. And today's episode, actually, hold up, I was getting ahead of myself. Mm. We need to celebrate the fact that we are now over 50 views and we are multinational. I know. I yes, like, We're absolutely. in Canada, what? I wish it would have been something cool, like, oh, we're in Zimbabwe, or, you know, some, some, no, that that was, really then cool. I would have said intercontinental. Next week. Yeah. Intercontinental, I like yeah. that. But, but also, but like, in Canada, that's super cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Yes, it is awesome. And it was in Quebec? Yes, Quebec. Who do you so, know in Quebec, Ron, so in her uh, other life? Uh, you know, honestly, I don't know anyone there. Her but life someone I, is listening to us. I don't either, that's but awesome. we're, we're somewhere where the primary language is not English. So which is awesome. Cool. Which is so cool. But today's episode is going to be on nursery rhymes slash poems that kind of have unique meanings. Some of them are a little bit creepy. Some of them are a little bit weird. Sexy. Uh, I'm not sure about that. Let's not go there. I'm trying to come up with a title. We need some kind of clickbait title. Now, we're going to start off with a couple of mine and before we go over to Rhonda and Will. Mm-hmm. And my, the reason we're starting with mine is mine are less weird. Uh-huh. They're just kind of odd. So the first one we're going to discuss is Influenza. I don't know if uh, I like knew this one, maybe? I have a bird... Her name is Enza. I opened a window and influenza. <laughs> yeah, that makes me laugh though. That's a good one. <laughs> that is so weird. <laughs> but the reason for it, which you'll find kind of a common common denominator with some of these stories, is around the time of pandemics and plagues, they come up with. I don't know what a pandemic is. I don't know. Oh, none of us over the past year and a yeah, half. I'm clueless also. But, a pangea. Uh, but they would come up with rhymes to make it less stressful for children. Mm-hmm. So, influenza was to kind of not really make a game out of the flu, but to make kids less afraid of life. Yeah. And to be clear, this is the 1918 flu. Spanish flu, yes. Oh, God. Because it was an avian flu, which is weird because we've heard it from, like, it was some claims it started from mosquitoes, some claims, yeah. But the most common thought is it's an avian flu. I just love it because it just resembles history now. It's like they never know where it comes from. They're like, eh, it could be this, you know, whatever. Oh, yeah. So, my second one is Georgie Porgy. Georgie Porgy, pudding and pie, kissed the girls and made them cry. When the boys came out to play, Georgie Porgy ran away. Mm-hmm. Did you know this one, Rhonda? Yes, I'd heard that one. You've heard that one? Yes. I was, well, me and Thomas, I was talking to him before the podcast. I was like, the the way I even heard about this was through the game. It's called Wolf Among Us, which me and him played years ago at this point. And I remember Georgie Porgy was like one of the characters in that, and I hated him in that thing. So hopefully he's a little bit better in this one. Well, it's not really f- better or not. Mm-hmm. It Like so many of these older rhymes and poems, we don't really know the origin. So, there's all these claims that it was about King George III. There's no real evidence to support it. Mm-hmm. The actual thought is that it was an insult against... Some thoughts are it's an insult against chubby boys <laughs> who, like, aren't very active. It's and then, fun. It's and fun then others, fun. it's uh, making fun of boys who aren't very tough. Yeah. Because it, the line is, all the other boys came out to play and Georgie Porgy ran away. Mm-hmm. So... Well, I think there, of a lot of the the sec, like secondary things. I don't know if y'all came across it in your research. There's multiple different things because a lot of these are passed on like orally. orally. So yes. we don't know the original lines mm-hmm. to some of these poems. Mm-hmm. But uh, listening to the poem and thinking in today's terms, my thought would be he's a 
the original rhyme would be along the lines of, Oh, Georgie Porgy's such a Casanova. He yeah. he stole all these girls' hearts, but then when the the men came back, he ran away. Mm-hmm. He's not he couldn't he couldn't handle the competition. Yep. I remember the Georgie in that other one too was a little uh little yeah. like that too. So yeah, that know. was weird. So who's going next? Uh, I can go next. Alrighty. All right. Well, I have three nursery rhymes, and mine may be a little more sinister, I guess. Oh, I love Not it. Not really sure. <clears throat> but Two of mine are related to Mary the First of England, <clears throat> also known as Mary Tudor or Bloody Mary. And Ooh. for you, those of you who don't know, she's the daughter of Henry the Eighth and Catherine of Aragon. So glad we're not related to that. I know Tudor. it. I know yeah, it. Yeah. <clears throat> and the granddaughter of Queen Isabella and King Ferdinand of Spain. And Mary was a Catholic. But uh, back to the uh, back before I lose my train of thought here. Henry had made England a Protestant country when he divorced Mary's mother and married Anne Boleyn. Mm-hmm. And it continued as a Protestant country under her brother, Edward VI. So, after uh, she came to the throne, she uh, didn't look as favorably on the Protestants. and was actually trying to make England a Catholic country again. But uh, let me just go ahead and go through these two nursery rhymes. I'm ready. The first one is Three Blind Mice. And I'm not going to go ahead and, and I'm not going to do the entire uh, rhyme. <clears throat> but there are, <clears throat> I'm sorry, there are some lines in here uh, talking about the three blind mice. They all ran after the farmer's wife who cut off their tails with a carving knife. Gosh, I don't remember. Uh, three oh, blind I do. Mice. Oh, oh you okay? You remember that? Oh, you don't? Or you uh, maybe I, I don't remember it as, as well I do as remember, I thought. I remember it very well. That was such a weird thing. Okay, you know, and I had wondered how is Will going to turn this segment or murder. this show into uh, somehow a connection with murder? Well, we didn't have to go very far with this one. So, the (laughs) farmer's wife, supposedly, in this rhyme, is Mary, Mary Tudor. And the three blind mice are two Protestant bishops and an archbishop that she had killed. And the common punishment at that time was being burned at the stake. I I do remember that. I've seen a few documentaries on her, and I, I remember... I, she was never married, or I don't think she was married. She Did was she marry? Okay, I'm thinking. You know what? I'm confusing a queen Elizabeth. Yeah, she was married to the king of Spain, so she did marry, but she had no children. Yes, but uh, and that yes, yeah, so she is. Uh, uh, I don't know how to say it, but she she went after the Protestants, and as I said, this particular rhyme mentions three people that she had killed, and actually she had hundreds killed. And that kind of segues into my second rhyme, which is Mary, Mary, Quite Contrary. I do remember this one. I do remember this. And again, this is Mary Tudor, supposedly. And the contrary part of her, I guess, personality in this particular person in this rhyme uh, goes back to her trying to convert the country back to Catholicism from Protestant. The garden reference, and it goes, Mary, Mary, quite contrary, how does your garden grow? With silver bells and cockle shells and pretty maids all in a row. That's like a pretty rhyme. Uh, you would think. You know, it's about gardening. I love it. it it's about gardening. This pastoral picture. Uh, Radishes, what's carrots. What's disturbing actual meaning? Yeah, Okay, no. okay. The garden could be a reference to the graveyards filling with executed Protestants. I love that. Oh, and awesome. silver bells and cockle shells actually may be a reference to instruments of torture. Oh, I think that I know makes which sense. Ones. That yeah. makes sense. Well, I wouldn't dwell on it too much. I know. Let's like sleep tonight. And yeah, pretty I... maids all in a row. Possibly a number of miscarriages that Mary had. Oh, I, oh yes. She had or several. or yes. and and here we go again with multiple meanings for some of these rhymes. It could also be the execution of Lady Jane Grey, who had a claim to the throne. 
Yes. And Mary had had. This is y'all stuff right here. I know. She was Jane Grey. What she lasted like three days. Yeah, it was a very short time. Nine days. Yeah, very short. Yeah, it was very short. Okay, so those are my two rhymes involving Mary the First of England, Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. you know, definitely pulled some murder in there on those. Well, she knew that I was needing that in my life. Mm -hmm. So there's always I don't care if it's a ghost story. I don't care if it's. You know, whatever, a hurricane, I'm always going to find some kind of way to, oh, yeah. you know, root, root that in there a little leave bit. It, leave it to Will. <laughs> okay, for my final one, London Bridge is Falling Down, which I think everyone has heard that song. You know that one. Like, pre- that's a preschool one, for sure. De- definitely, yep. definitely. Because uh, I'm sure everybody can remember playing it on the playground where you hold your hands up like, oh, a, yes. like a bridge. And people, the children run underneath your arms, and as you're doing the rhyme, then you suddenly stop and drop the bridge down and capture one of the children mm-hmm. yeah. or a child. Anyway, so there are three possible uh, sources for this rhyme, one of those being a 1014 Viking attack when the uh, bridge was allegedly destroyed by Olaf II of Norway. And one of the reasons also that people I'm think... I'm so uncultured. <laughs> one of the reasons people think this may be the source is because of why the rhyme is so widespread mm-hmm. that the Vikings carried the rhyme with them as they went from country to country, raiding, pillaging, all of that good stuff. Uh, and then the second is the second possible option for this rhyme is a normal deterioration of an old bridge. Okay, so the bridge actually existed during Roman rule, probably destroyed around 60 AD. Uh, and then another bridge, there were obviously others, but the next reference I found, a bridge that was built in the late 10th century, the bridge was rebuilt in 1066 by William the Conqueror, again in 1163, and then a stone bridge was built in 1209 with numerous work done to it over the next 600 years, and the current bridge was completed in 1972. So, yeah, I could get that normal deterioration because obviously they re- rebuilt this thing several times. Yes. Why did, I think the, why did I think the London Bridge was like, oh, that was built in 1945 uh, or something like that? Not quite. Which one? I know. Which one, I guess, yeah. is a good thing, but which one? Okay, and the third and final uh, possible option for the origin of this is child sacrifice. <laughs> yeah, we went there. Okay. Yeah, we did. All right, everybody. Goodbye. Okay, <laughs> the, the theory goes that to keep the bridge upright, it had to be built on the on a foundation of human sacrifice, most of which was supposed to be children who watch over the bridge and ensure its sturdiness. So oh. let's go back to that visualization of playing of singing this nursery rhyme oh, out in the uh, playground so and creepy. you've got your arms up and then the children run under and then you drop your arms down and you grab a child. <laughs> okay. That's, that's, okay. Really that's where my anxiety came from, y'all. That, that first game, like my uh, I, where it started. Uh, well, the arches course, fall you're... down, you capture the child. <laughs> yeah, you could tie that in. But, I mean, there's never been any evidence found of child sacrifice yeah. or bones in the foundation. Bring but, me but the of child. course, now that you mentioned that, I'm sitting here picturing the Paris catacombs. Oh, yeah. With tunnels with yeah. skulls in them and bones oh, yeah. in them. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's just creepy. Well, um, if you think about Europe, it, I mean, Europe is weird. Well, I mean, we're, we're weirdos. If but you think Europe about it, though, weird. like, I mean, just going around here, like, you always, uh, the whole, oh, you know, the haunted places, it's probably built on an Indian burial ground, you know, something like that. Like, there's always some, bar- there's some bones everywhere. I, I, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if my house had bones under it. Oh, yeah, definitely. Or maybe. Well, Will, time for yours. So, mine was a little, um, so this was a very interesting to me because I remember singing, well, singing, I was like, it was probably a, 
very off tone, whatever, with yeah. my Southern back, Baptist back grandmother. Singing, yes. But it was called uh, Sing a Song of Sixpence. And y'all said y'all didn't really know this I've heard it before, well. but I don't know the lyrics. Yeah, I can't say I do. It's oh, not, it's so good. Not one I'm familiar with. It was so good. And, I've, and I used to be afraid of one of the parts in there, because, like, one of the, uh, spoiler alert, I'm spoiling a poem or whatever this is called here, a little uh, nursery rhyme. But one of the maids, like, loses her nose in it. And I'm like, that's kind of, like, terrifying if you think about it. But um, it says, Sing a Song of Sixpence, a pocket full of rye, Four and twenty blackbirds baked in a pie. When the pie was opened, the birds began to sing. Oh, wasn't that a dainty dish to set before the king? The king was in his counting house, counting all his money. The queen was in the parlor, eating bread and honey. The maid was in the garden, hanging out the clothes. When down came a blackbird and pecked off her nose. And that's oh my like, gosh. Which apparently, I do remember that. that one's I a remember good hearing one. that one as a child. There yeah. was an. I remember looking at a... I think we had some kind of... And it might have been in kindergarten because I was in Miss Glasscox class, and I think we had like a day where we were looking at nursery rhymes, and they had an actual, or it was like maybe some kind of commercial, I don't know, but it was some kind of thing where. where no, I remember, you remember it. It was that? first grade. Yep, it was first grade. And like, oh my we gosh, had, they did this. They told this to you guys in first grade. Well, they had, they had a rhyme. picture of it. The main like, thing, yeah, they being had, picked off. Yeah, it was like an it was like it was, a drawn it was, thing. Yeah, it, it was wasn't like, a like it wasn't like detailed. But, but her yes. nose like fell down and it rolled on the ground and rolled away. Yeah, so, but I, I remember just, that. That is wow. That was a good one. The, the things you repressed. That was I know the repressed <laughs> memories. Um, but so from what I can see, like there's been the most uh, like things that they think that this is kind of based off of is Henry VIII, which is so funny because we're kind of talking about him. Like a lot of these nursery rhymes. So um, this was saying that some. Uh, it's kind of referencing the extravagancies of like uh, royalty and talking about you know uh, the four and twenty blackbirds baked in a pie set before a king. Uh, they would have to do like some crazy thing, like you know. And I think of Game of Thrones, where like at the purple wedding that you know they cut the cake and all the birds like. One of my out. absolute favorite things to happen to anybody. Because Marjorie was there, that's why you liked it. No, um, let's see. That's why I liked it. I know. Um, uh, yeah. Jo- spoiler alert. Oh, whatever. Joffrey. Oh, whatever. But rest in rest in peace. Nobody cares about the. <laughs> The season, the last season was just. Fun. I know. I was just like on top of everything. That's another podcast. That's our second <laughs> That's podcast. I'm sorry, I digress. But it goes. Um, let's see. So it was basically talking about how the king is referenced to uh, Henry VIII, and then the queen is uh, Catherine of Aragon. She's kind of, and one of the sources I saw was just like, oh, she's kind of just away from the from the. Um, uh, like the brunt of it all, like you know, uh, she's just eating her bread and honey, kind of alluding to the fact that she's not in anything. She's fi- she's old news. She's fixing to leave, and then yeah. the maid is actually uh, Anne, Anne Boleyn, who ends up. Uh, they're saying that it's the separate, like when she pecks off her nose or gets that, you know, taken off. That's like the separation from the Roman Catholic Church, or her getting like a guillotine and like towards the end. They didn't use a guillotine on her. It a oh, oh, it's a sword. Yes. I remember it was, that. It was a French sword. Marjorie Tyrell, actually. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The guillotine, I don't think the guillotine came around for another century. Oh, by the way, like, here's me referencing, I'm like, Queen Elizabeth, I'm like, two completely different people. Like, history is not my forte. I'm getting better with this podcast. Well, I hope you're listening to our podcast. I'm like, (laughs) what podcast is this? (laughs) So, uh, so, but I did find another thing that it was, um, Sing a Song on Sixpence was actually, they referenced that Blackbeard was using this, uh, like, the pirate legend Blackbeard, which yes. Thomas probably knows a little bit more about. Edward Teach, Thatch, Teague, however you want to pronounce uh, it. Whatever you name. want to pronounce it as, was actually using this as to recruit new members to his pirate ships. Was what this was yes. like, what this was. Which, I don't know if I see it like that. Like whatever. I could, because, well, you want to recruit, but you don't want to 
have everybody coming. Well, that's true. But it, it was saying like references to the song, like sing a song of sixpence, a pocket full of rye. This was like a good standard of payment. A sixpence was like a payment that you would receive. Yeah. And because as a pirate, you would only get what the spoils of yeah, your, the you captain know. would get like a 20% share. The mm-hmm. quartermaster would get however much. And then the, what's it, boatswain or whatever would get the next. So the. What's a boatswain? He's like. Uh, I can't remember the exact position, but he's like the third or fourth in command of the ship. Kind of like the lowest officer on the ship. Okay, well, obviously for Rhonda, we need to do a pirate podcast. <laughs> okay. But yeah, so like That's there's the next one. That's captain. Next uh, I don't think there was really a first mate. It was actually the quartermaster. Yeah. Because they're the person in charge of divvying up the sums to everybody. So they're the ones who handle the money. See, maybe I should have given this one to you too, because you know, like, I couldn't tell you what port and starboard is, by the you, way. Yeah, even, so, how is it? Starboard? Is that it? Port and starboard, yeah. There we go. But, Look at uh, me. But yeah, so the the amount of money and however whatever you took is separated between the crew and the regular crewmen get the least amount yeah. individually. Yeah. And that's what so, they were referencing to. In, so they actually have a salary, but that was near the end of piracy or the golden age of piracy. Well, the cool thing is for this one too, it's like the talking about the blackbirds and everything. Mm-hmm. It was saying something about how they would have to use very extravagant methods in order to get other ships to think that they were in trouble. So the ships yeah. would like come up there and they could pillage the ship and take it over. Yes. So they would be like, Oh, our mass like, you know, got damaged in a storm or something like that, you know? Yeah. And so that was what the, uh, well, 420 blackbird or something. Mm-hmm. It was just like gotcha. something flashy, some trick, some trickery to some get trick. attention. Gotcha. And, the, and then when the pile, was open, that means that uh, once they get over there, the they all stormed the ship. Gotcha. <laughs> so basically, that was it. The, the biggest thing was the uh, Catherine of Aragon. Like, that's what they really think it was because I think around Yeah, because that would have been a lot earlier than Blackbeard because Blackbeard died, I think, 1711. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Catherine of Aragon would have died, I think, like 1530s, yep. 1540s. Which like we've said, yeah. like, I think a lot of the things was that it was referencing more of the 16th century, which yes. I think is when Henry VIII and everything was yes, happening. Yes, it was. But that was mine. I love that song though. I had like very, I was going to actually like do a prank, which it wasn't, wouldn't have even been funny. I was like, I was actually going to be like, you know, sing a song of Sixpence. It's actually about Natalie Holloway or something like that. I was going to say, <laughs> bless okay. Natalie Holloway. But I was just going to be like, you know, uh, yeah. so but like I had to bring in murders into it somehow. That's yeah, but I think we've already covered that. Well, we're going to go back to one of mine. And the reason for that is to kind of take something thought of as creepy and Make it a little bit lighter. Now, we all know Ring Around the Rosie. Yep. Yep. Now, there's this claim that it was about the Great Plague, the bubonic plague. Miss White told me that. Right? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, that theory didn't come around until after World War II. Really? Yes. So, So, that claim that it was about the Great Plague is very unlikely, given that it wasn't talked about in that manner. Yeah. Until a long time after the Great Plague. So then what, what is it referencing then? They don't know. Oh, it's now just kind of... The original thought is along the lines of... One is a pagan thought that yeah. it was... Because uh, there's a myth or a... Yeah, a pagan myth that gifted children of fortune have the power to laugh roses as Freya wept gold. Mm. Now, the, oh. the Norse goddess Freya, goddess of beauty, love, all that in Norse mythology... I can see that. When she cried, and it would land, I believe if it landed on the ground, it would her tears would turn to gold, and if it landed in the water, her tears would turn to amber. Mm-hmm. Okay, do you have any idea when the first, when, what no, the first reference to this poem is, or this rhyme? No, because it's old. It's kind of like oral, old, yeah, we oral don't, tradition, like, you know. We know 
we know when it became more popular and frequently used, but no, we don't know the original usage of it. But yeah, so it'd be along those lines, or there is a literal thought that it was the children would make a ring around a rose bush and bow as a as form of a like celebration, just during a celebratory party. If I saw mm-hmm. a row of children dancing around a bush, I wouldn't be there, first of all. Second of all, those children would, I don't know, there's something nefarious going on there. I don't trust children. Of that's course, what I'm Will. Of course. That's what I'm saying. I'm telling you, I, you're going to have to uh, depend on um, Thomas to have, he, he's the one that likes the kids. He's the one that likes the kids. But, uh, but yeah, so we, again, we don't know the original origin of most of these poems, but the likelihood that it was used as a song about the plague, like influenza. Yeah. I love that one, by the way. It, I, that, it's possible, but it's yeah. very unlikely because, like I said about influenza, yeah. it could have been a song that was made to make kids less stressed or freaked out by it. But it's unlikely given that there are origins that are tying it to more literal meanings like dancing around a tree or yeah. ra- or creating uh, – t- basically tying up roses yep. into like a, a headdress or something. So, in so this- we don't – in this case, it could just be a nursery rhyme. It could just be a nursery rhyme. Actually, oh, we didn't do when, oh, I missed out. I should have done when the cradle, uh, what's that one, when the bow breaks, the cradle will fall? Oh, that is a weird Oh, my that gosh, I should have done that one. I don't like that one. That I is would creepy. classify that as creepy. That, yes. is a cre- that oh, one is a creepy one. Done we should have done that. I still don't like it. Ah, oh, that's so sad. I was like, that. we missed an opportunity. But <laughs> Next speaking one. of which, uh, not only nursery rhymes, but bedtime stories, like, what is Little Red Riding Hood about? And the Three Little Pigs. Oh, it depends on which version you get. <laughs> yeah. Even Cinderella. Some of, them are some of it is kind oh, of Cinderella dark. Is dark. But like we always reference the Grimm stories as being the originals, and in a lot of cases, they're not. Well, it just goes so. to show, it's like, I love history because there's so many things open to, not open to interpretation, but there's so many things that you could say, oh, this references this, or this, or this. Well, I like it because... We claim we know the facts on it, but history's written by the winners. Yeah. History's written written by the people who want it that way. That's very true. So we don't know the exact details of everything that we know in history. Yep. And a lot of it could be one big lie. They could have just covered it up and hidden it as something else. Well, I always thought, so like, we never know. technically anything before 1994, I don't know if any of it's real. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we really don't because it could have been someone who didn't want the actual details to come out. Yeah. It could have been any number of things. And so that's that's one of the reasons why I like history so much is because, okay, yeah, it's a good little uh, foundation for what could be truth. Yep. But there's still so much we don't know. Yep. So, I agree. And we don't know, like, the exact times of, like, ancient history. We don't know the exact timeline of things. Yep. Like, even, even Jesus' birth. It could have been from... Zero or eight mm-hmm. AD is what they, they theorize. Isn't so, that so weird, too? I'm just yeah. like, you know, just how things fall. It's like if a certain thing didn't happen or just thinking how one thing can just it completely change the course. Oh, of, yes. it, you yeah. know, I, that's what I love about it. So yeah. that's why I'm glad we're doing a podcast yes. about that. But those are our creepy, weird, odd, or sometimes hopeful. Mm-hmm. Sometimes hopeful. <laughs> the only hopeful, I don't even know, gosh, Georgie Porgy. No, no, the, no the hopeful one was the fact that it may have been just a ring of roses. Or influenza. I like it, but it's about a bird. I like birds. Enza. That's what they, oh, An influenza. An influenza. That's my favorite yeah. one. That's, that's going to be the title of it. But all right. Thank you guys so much for listening. And I'm so grateful that we're at 
we were uh, well, we were over sixty last. I know time I that's the last yes. thing I uh, think. So and we are multi-continental. We're or intercon- I, not so intercontinental. Cool. I'm sorry. Multinational. Multinational. Thank you. And so thank you guys so much. Uh, please tell your friends about us. If you enjoy it, just spread the word. We really appreciate it. And we'll catch you next time. Oh, you got something, Rhonda? You got something? I, I was. I was going to throw this out there. Uh, if you want, make comments. We're yeah. welcome any comments. If you have any suggestions how we could improve the show, or if you have uh, a show topic. suggestions, yeah, something like a you topic. like us to do, just we would put it out there. Appreciate that. I know. The topics and stuff are very much needed. Because sometimes it's like you can get lost in translation about There's so many cool things to talk about. I want to, you know, what's interesting right now? Well, I just hope this podcast... Uh, it opens your eyes to something new or something different, like the nursery rhymes, or I it makes you want to go investigate something further. That's my hope. You always yes. want to, I, I, if anything, it, don't get compliant and always kind of look to. And uh, also, never take our word as gospel. Yes, because we could have gotten bad information. That's true. True. I mean, true. It's very possible. So always double check us. And if you find something that we were wrong about, let, us, Let know. us know, because then we'll do another show about it and do even further research and try and see which side of the story is right yeah. or what the difference is. I love it. Sounds I'm all good. for it. So we'll let you guys know what we're talking about soon, hopefully for next week. Yes. Next week, if all goes according to plan, it will be very interesting. I know. I'm excited. We, we got a little uh, group from uh, or a little idea from a local small group that we attend, so I'm excited to talk about it. Well, I'm in the dark here, so I'm excited also to find out what we're talking about. <laughs> yes, it will be something else. But all right, you guys. I said we hope you enjoy it and hope to keep on tuning in. All right. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>